It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Divide. 
רק אליך אלוקיי, קורא אני בלי כל. רק אותך תמיד ביקשתי, רק אותך מכל. שתשמע אותי קורא, סומה מתוך הלב. ותאיר לי את הדרך שלא אהיה נופל. ותאיר לי את הדרך שלא אהיה נופל.
Friedman here at JM in the AM, Kohan Hashama, which is officially the title track to that album, right? With All My Soul, Kohan Hashama. Uh, a lot of music this morning in hour number one, and I thank you for tuning in and uh, paying careful attention to our musical presentation here at JM in the AM. Benny and the Torah Kids, we introduced them to you officially yesterday with your Achmiel Begun, that's the uh, wake-up selection. Shira Hadasha with Am Yisrael, Bowie 
uh, Rock Elecha and Zohreinina, done by the Shalhevet Orchestra. Eitan Katz had Yisparach Shimcha, Eighth Day with Tears, Your Smile, done by Ari Goldwag. Rachem, it's Avremel, Avram Friedhoff, the Sheer album, and a big Mazel Tov to Avremel and his family. On yet another Simcha this week, Baruch Hashem. I think the wedding was Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken. Second wedding in like three weeks, which is or four weeks, which is pretty amazing. Yehuda Green with Nachamu and Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world in the web, jmdm.org. Golly, it's in the background. National Weather Service has a marine warning for um, for this area uh, in effect until 7.35 this morning, according to the National Weather Service. And it's possible for an inch of rain to fall in the New York, New Jersey area between now and 10 a.m. So it's one of those rainy mornings. Make sure you have your umbrella with you. Minute after 7 o'clock, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday. Follows next, we say Boker Tov from Jamnia. Galitzal, Asha Stein, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imasha Korea Shab. ראש הממשלה נתניהו אומר שיסכים לחדש מיד את שיחות השלום עם הפלסטינים. הנה קטע מדבריו בתום פגישה עם מקבילו הבריטי דיוויד קמרון היום בלונדון. אני מוכן לחדש את המשא ומתן עם הפלסטינים ולעשות זאת מיד וללא תנאים, כך נתניהו. הנשיא ראובן ריבלין השתתף בצהריים בהרמת כוסית עם חיילי צה"ל סמוך לרצועת עזה והגיב על טענות להיעדר גיבוי וכבילת ידיים במקרים של הפרות סדר. נשלחתם על ידינו וכל אשר אתם עושים הוא בשמנו, למעננו ומתוך ידיעה ברורה שאנחנו רוצים לשמור על ביטחוננו. כל חייל בצה"ל אשר הוא ממלא את חובתו הוא חייל אשר אנחנו כולנו מופקדים גם על עתידו ועל יכולתו למלא את תפקידו בצורה תושבת הפזורה הבדואית מואשמת ברצח בנה הפעוט, מדווח כתבנו רמי שני. כתב האישום שהוגש לבית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע נגד רטובה אל קוראן מפרט את הדרך שבה השליכה את בנה הפעוט אל בור בו היו מים בגובה מטר וחצי, האם ידעה כי הפעוט אינו מסוגל לשחות וכי הוא סובל מפגם מולד וחששה שהיא לגולה. לאחר שהגופה נמצאה היא נחקרה והודתה במעשה, לצד כתב האישום הגישה הפרקליטות במחוז הדרומי בקשה לעצור אותה עד תום ההליכים המשפטיים כלפיה. חשד לרצח בקלנסווה, צעיר כבן 20 נפצע אנוש מדקירות סכין סמוך לבית העלמין ביישוב וצוות של מגן דוד אדום נאלץ לקבוע את מותו. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מוסרת שהמשטרה פתחה בחקירה. מטפלת מאזור המרכז מואשמת שגרמה ברשלנות למות תינוק שטבע באמבטיה. כתבנו איתמר קציר. על פי כתב האישום המטפלת השגיחה על תאומים בני 11 חודשים בביתם בתל אביב ומילאה מים באמבטיה באופן שסיכן את חייהם. היא חיברה את הכיסאות המיועדים לקילוח תינוקות בצורה לא בטוחה ויצאה מהחדר לחמש דקות כשהתינוקות באמבטיה. כשחזה היא מצאה את אחד התאומים ללא רוח חיים וביצעה בו פעולות החייאה, תוך כדי השארת התינוק השני לבד באמבטיה עד מזג האוויר, האובך לא צפוי לשקוע לגמרי, לפחות עד ליום שבת. ולסיום, החל המצעד הישראלי השנתי של גלגלצ מהאולפן השקוף של וואלה ניוז. בשעה האחרונה התארח בשידור הראפר טונה עם הלהיט גם זה יעבור. גם זה יעבור, כמו הטבילים, כמו 
עד שש בערב נדע מי הם אנשי השנה במוזיקה, פריצת השנה וכמובן שיר השנה. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. in the A.M. with the brilliant Kent Yitzchak Mayor Health God. A lot of great selections in there for the high holidays. Wow. Uh, Yonatan Sheinfeld with Zachary Nolachayim, Yoeli Kleins, Rosh Hashanah Shali, and Cantor Simon Cohen opened up that set with Baruch Hashanah. Thursday morning with 73 degrees, thunderstorms, a high temperature of 77, pretty wet outside right now. 29 minutes after 7 o'clock, or by David Goldwasser's words, Yechonish Masar of Zeb and Yosef Alevi, and Esther Basar of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Each of us must constantly work on our amuna. When we analyze our own amuna, our faith, we think that it's strong and intact. Omar Rava, Rava said, adam ladin. When a person is led to the judgment, Omrim loy, they say to him, Did you deal faithfully? Some take this to mean, did you work on your emunah? Did you develop your faith? Rav Shach relates that he once went to Tashlich on Rosh Hashanah. It was at a river that was right on the Gvul, the boundary of Tchum Shabbos. All of a sudden, a strong wind blew, and the hat of one of the people praying blew off and landed outside the Tchum, outside of the boundary. Rav Shach noted that he observed the person stop for a moment, indecisively, and then the man ran quickly to pick up the hat. Rav Shach continued, The fact that he waited for a moment, that's a good thing. The Nisayun, the challenge is is very difficult, because it's unpleasant, and there's also the loss of money. Ultimately, the person made his decision. I can also understand it, said Rav Shach, even though it was wrong. As it says, Lev Yodea Maras Nafsho, the heart knows its own bitterness. It's not simple to confront the traps of the Yetzirah's schemes. However, said Rav Shach, one thing I don't understand. Why did he run? Why didn't he go slowly? The truth of the matter is that he had a hergish, a feeling that he could deceive Hashem. As if he could run, pick up his hat, quickly return within the tchum, and up in Shemayim, they won't pick up on it. Doesn't this contradict Amuna? Certainly it does. If a person would be Makar the MS, they would recognize the truth. They would know. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ro'es HaKol, Hashem sees everything, V'yodei HaKol, and knows everything, and nothing is hidden from the eyes of Hashem. There isn't a question in my mind, said Roshach, that he would not go then and be over an Avera and transgress the sin. We have to think about this deep in our Neshamos, especially at this time. It is our Avoda to develop our Emunah, our faith, and be the people that we are called, Maminim B'nai Maminim. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM. Oh, we got to do our Elul Shofar blowing, don't we? Uh, final day will be tomorrow for the Elul Shofar blowing. Sunday on JM Sunday, because it's Erev Rosh Hashanah, Matis will not be doing it. That's the custom not to do it Erev Rosh Hashanah, but we have it right now for you here at JM in the AM.
Thursday morning broadcast. That is our LL show for blowing here at JM in the AM. Reminder, our weekly update with Malcolm Honline does return tomorrow. Uh, Malcolm was traveling last week, wasn't able to join us. Malcolm Honline tomorrow, the weekly update about 7.40 Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in uh, on the radio, on jmnam.org, on the NSN app from anywhere around the world. We love your comments, even while the conversation is going on. I would say 50% of the time we see it as the conversation is going on. Uh, so please uh, make sure to be tuned in tomorrow for the return of the weekly update here at JM in the AM. Well, we have a special guest with us live via telephone as we talk about the month of Elul. The month of Elul means a brand new school year. And our friends at Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls are now celebrating, believe it or not, <laughs> for those of us who remember the first uh, days of Mayanot, it is hard to believe, 20 years. They're in their 20th anniversary, and there's a lot to discuss. I just want to remind everybody as we uh, get set to welcome our guests that uh, Maya Note invites you to join them for their annual community, Yom Iyun. It's going to be a week from Sunday on September the 20th, beginning at 9.30 in the morning. Men and women are welcome. The keynote speaker will be by Jeremy Weeder. The list of shiurim and the presenters is amazing, as usual. And it's all happening at Maya Note Yeshiva High School for Girls on Palisade Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. So we'll, we'll certainly get into uh, details about this as we get closer, but set aside the date. It's Sunday, September the 20th, beginning at 9.30 in the morning, with keynote speaker by Jeremy Weeder in a community Yom Iyun presented by Mayano. We have a couple of guests who proclaim that this is going to be one of the greatest years in Mayano's history, its 20th year. Pam Ennis is with us, Director of Community Relations at Mayano Yeshiva High School. Pam, good morning to you. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you for having me on. A pleasure. And we have Chava Siegel, who I saw as recently as late last night, who is proud to be a senior in this 20th year of Mayanot Yeshiva High School. Chava, good morning. Good morning. All right, uh, Pam, uh, it is amazing that the students are taking an initiative here and that they are getting involved in the 20th anniversary celebration. Tell me, what is the spirit like at Mayanot Yeshiva High School as this celebration has kicked off? Well, among the students yesterday, our first day, it was really beyond exciting almost. Um, we started out the day with, anyone who's following our Facebook page would know, we had a mascot reveal. We, in our history, we've never had a mascot. <laughs> I'll let Hava describe how the mascot reveal went. <laughs> and then at lunch, we had a party, and there was a lot of excitement and a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of pride. How did this start, this partnership, where Chava Siegel and I would assume some other students as well have taken a role to help you out with the 20th anniversary celebration? Yes, so at the end of our last school year, when we were forming committees for this coming year, we actually asked if there were any students who would like to be involved in a 20th anniversary planning committee to help plan events for the students for the year to make it very exciting. And Chava your daughter, and Dina Jowitz, <laughs> among a few other students, stepped forward, and we're very interested in participating with, um, on this committee with some parents and with some faculty members. So at the beginning of the summer, we met once or twice, and then throughout the summer, I met, I continued to meet with Hava and Dina, who really took the lead on this project, and we brainstormed all summer about the kinds of uh, programming that might be really fun for the students to celebrate, and and that's how the first day came about. It was really, the, you know, the students really propelled the ideas forward. I want to take this opportunity, by the way, to uh, wish Mazel Tov to the president of Mayanot, Saul Kasowitz, and his entire staff and board, and, of course, to uh, Mrs. Kahan, the 
principal of Maya Note. It, Pam, you have to admit, 20 is a significant number and uh, sort of one of those numbers that indicates you're here to stay, even though people knew that many, many years ago. So congratulations and Mazel Tov. Accept that on behalf of everybody who's associated with the school. Thank you. A pleasure. All right, so uh, we go to uh, Chava Siegel, who has been working very hard, I can attest to that, <laughs> on uh, so many different things that are going on. So first, Chava... The mascot reveal happened earlier this week with this big school-wide uh, uh, celebration. How did that go? It was great. We pumped up the school with cheering, <laughs> and we had Mrs. Kahan behind the curtain in our new shark mascot, and we had a countdown and opened the curtain, and everyone was really excited. All right, so what percentage of the students are happy with the shark mascot, and how many of them are rolling their eyes at the shark mascot? I think everyone is really happy about it. All right. That's good. Can't always get everybody to agree on a mascot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's nice. What about the uh, anniversary in general? What do you guys plan for the uh, for the school year from the students' point of view? So we hopefully just uh, start our second semester. We have a talent show and cafe night in, like starting the second semester. Right. We'll be having tryouts for the talent show. And we'll be working on that event. Hopefully we'll um, be having a, com- a competition for a new school song. And we have a lot more events like in the works. Pam, is that essential? Is a new school song a must when you get to the 20th anniversary celebration? Well, I don't know if I would call it essential, but it certainly would be great fun. We've had some nice songs along the years that have been, you know, produced by our students and, you know, but a song in honor of the 20th anniversary certainly, you know, I think would be fun yeah. and allow the students to express what they would really love to express about my note. Hey, tell, tell the audience what's happening a month from now on October the 11th and the type of people that you've invited to participate. Yes, on October 11th, we're having a very special dinner. It is a dinner for, we're trying to go back to our roots. We want to remember the vision that propelled us into existence and kind of celebrate with the um, initial classes that were part of that. So we've invited, we are inviting, actually today the invitations are going out. Um, we're going to invite our first four classes, um, out of my notes, the first four classes of alumni, and the, their parents and the teachers that taught them. And that'll take place on October 11th, and we're we're thrilled that Esther Krauss, our founding principal and really a true visionary in education, she has agreed to come and speak. And um, Bonnie Zikowitz, uh, one of the very very important founding uh, parents, um, has also agreed to speak. And we have two alumni um, who are speaking from the class of 2001, and we. And we're going to have an art gallery set up to bridge sort of the gap between, you know, okay, the past that we're celebrating right. and the present that is just so vibrant and beautiful. Do you have any recollection how many students there were the first year? I don't even remember how many were there were the first the year. First year there were about 25. I don't remember the exact number. As we get closer, as we get closer to the annual dinner, which obviously this year is going to add even more significance for Maya Note, uh, we should bring in a student or two or maybe even a parent or two from that era because it's not easy starting a new school as a parent. Or I don't know, I mean starting mean, meaning doing the work. Just agreeing to send your kid to a new place is always a big challenge. It'll be interesting. Oh, 100%. There's some good stories out there. Yeah, I can imagine. It'll be interesting to uh, to speak about that and to find out what people thought back then. And uh, I, I would assume they're very satisfied looking back. That's for sure. Uh, the continuing education program. You know, we mentioned the Yom Eon, and obviously we're going to be talking a lot about that over the next few days here uh, because it's such an incredible event. Uh, but in addition to that, you offer courses that I noticed actually start today in the school, right? 
Yes, we have Thursday morning cheer series. It's uh, going to happen every Thursday morning throughout the school year. Mrs. Suzanne is, uh, Cohen is presenting today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. At 11 o'clock. Right. At and 11 I, o'clock. That's on the subject of biblical personalities, and that goes on throughout the year with the different teachers, and people can, uh, uh, adults out there can uh, take advantage of that. Uh, you've announced your community-wide Malava Malka. That's going to be happening toward the end of this calendar year, right? Yes. That's going to be happening on behalf of everybody and part of the big festivities. And then I mentioned the annual dinner, which is always, you know, toward the beginning of the of the next calendar year. And in March, you're actually going to dedicate the dinner to Ravaren Lichtenstein. Only when he passed away did our community start to realize what kind of impact he had in the early days and subsequent days of Mayanote. Yes, he was very, very influential in the founding of Mayanote, even before our doors opened. Um, you know, our vision of... Making of uh, putting uh, Talmud Gemara as part of our core curriculum for girls' school was unique then. Actually, remains unique today. Right. And Rav Lichtenstein really, you know, gave his stamp of approval to that. He he really saw that as an appropriate um, step forward, and that I think was very influential in allowing the school to really develop and grow the way it did. No question about that, and that's going to be happening in March at the. Big annual dinner, and we should mention, in addition to everything we've spoken about this morning, and maybe, maybe Chava and some of the other students are even more excited about this than others. Uh, they're actually in the community. People are actually, or I should say, proprietorships are actually celebrating Maya Notes twentieth with special discounts this year. Yeah, yes, really. Yeah. I'm good. Chava, you talk about it. <laughs> Go ahead, Chava. There are there there are going to be days during our anniversary year where different, like, restaurants and stores in the Teaneck community, where they're going to be giving 10% off. There you go. And they'll be celebrating along with everybody else, making everybody at Mayanote feel very, very special. Pam, it's good. You're off to an amazing start so far with this. Yeah, thank you. We're excited. The new mascot of Mayanote Yeshiva High School for Girls is a shark. If you see a a dressed-up person in a shark outfit walking around Teaneck, New Jersey now, that will explain it. Their big anniversary dinner for students of the first four graduating classes, as we said, is happening on October the 11th. If you're part of that or if you want to be part of it, obviously be in touch with Maya Note, and we'll keep you up to date on everything going on throughout the year as they celebrate this 20th anniversary celebration. Keep in mind the Yom Eon, which is always an incredible day. Uh, this year is a week from Sunday, September the 20th, beginning at 9.30 in the morning. All right, Jeremy Weeder is the keynote speaker, Mrs. Rifka Kahan, Mrs. Gabrielle Berger, Mrs. Dina Block, Dr. Osher Cohen, Mrs. Ilana Flamenhaft, uh, Ms. Sarah Gordon, Mrs. Leah Herzog, Mrs. Melissa uh, Kapustin, uh, Rabbi Zev Prince, Mrs. Yael Weil. They are all presenting um, in an event that's sponsored by the Stamen family in commemoration of the first yard site of Shalom Tzvi Ben Aharon. Uh, Shalom Stamen. That's happening a week from Sunday at Mayanote on Palisade Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. And like we said, we'll keep everyone up to date on everything happening there as we consider ourselves the official radio station of the Yeshiva League. And in this case, uh, everybody out there salutes Mayanote for 20 amazing years. Pam, good luck. A Shana Tava I hope for everybody in the school it's a happy, peaceful, and very productive year ahead. Please, God. Oh, amen. Shana as well. And Chava Siegel, send regards to all the Siegels and to all the students over there in Mayanot, and I will see you later. I will. Thank Maz- you. Mazel Tov Mayanot. They're off to a great start with their 20th anniversary celebration. And as you heard, they have an entire year planned with special events. And uh, keep on your calendar that September 20th event, because the Yom Eon that they put together is done like none other. They do an amazing job each and every year. Quarter before uh, 8 o'clock Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. 73 degrees with thunderstorms. 
High temperature of 77. Tonight, rain, thunder, and a low of 67. And tomorrow morning, showers with a high of 83. Yerushalayim right now is at 97. We're at 73 degrees here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Reminder, Malcolm Honeline on tomorrow. The return of the weekly update that happens tomorrow right here at JM and the AM. Make sure you're tuned in for that. Uh, that happens about uh, 7.40 tomorrow morning. And... Um, and uh, Malcolm will update us for the final time of uh, 5775. And uh, keep in mind that Monday and Tuesday we are off the air for Rosh Hashanah. Return Wednesday in a short week next week right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Big song from Benny Friedman, 11 minutes before 8 o'clock. Good morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. We have a brand new David Gabe selection coming up in a second. I gotta thank Shirley Meyer. Um, he writes to me, brand new David Gabe. It should be in the stores by the end of this week. Uh, composed by Mordechai Brazel, B-R-E-Z-E-L, lyrics by Miriam Israeli. She has, boy, she has written some lyrics over the years. Arranged by Yoni Ayelev. Produced by Srilly and C.D. Eichler. So we'll do that in a second coming up here at JM in the AM. Um, wanted to just remind everybody. Ah, there we go. Uh, I want to just remind everybody that the, uh, <laughs> the rumor is that Lobo is going to be joining us coming up. Yep, that's the rumor that he's going to be joining us coming up with. I, I laugh only because we haven't done our, we haven't done our post uh, summer, uh, softball uh base bungalow baseball review yet and i'm sure that's going to be a big part of the conversation uh but also in addition to that he'll uh, give us rosh hashanah greetings and help us keep keep things in perspective in these times that's for sure so that'll be coming up a big treat here at jm in the am here it is brand new david gabe at jm in the am Kol kol Oh, 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 oh,
JM in the AM. That is the um, uh, that is the brand new uh, album by Simcha Liner. Va'ata is how the album begins, and uh, that is the opening selection for you here at JM the AM. Hakola Tova. That's brand new from David Gabe. I want to thank Shirley Meyer and C.D. Eichler. They produced that, and to be part of the uh, brand new album coming out later in the week. I'm told. Uh, David Gabe, brand new with Hakola Tova here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning is 73 degrees, thunderstorms, and a high of 77. My thanks to Pam Ennis, Director of Community Relations at Mayano Yeshiva High School, wishing them a happy 20th anniversary. My thanks to Chava Siegel, member of the senior class, believe it or not. My gosh. Some people on the phone cannot believe that, uh, <laughs> that the quote-unquote uh, Siegel triplets, which a lot of people refer to them in that way, and we do not, but... That they're already seniors in high school. Thank God, thank God, Bliyayin Hara. Uh, JM in the AM at 8 o'clock in the morning. Plenty more coming up. Malcolm Holmline tomorrow. Don't forget, we have an incredible day on our stream all day long at jmintheam.org on the NSN app. Oh, speaking of the NSN app, what a feeling it is for us when we look at the app and we see a comment. Uh, what a coincidence. Firing up the app in Moscow Airport on the way to Uman and hearing Rosh Hashanah Shali. I'll tell you, thank you to everybody who is using that app at every opportunity, no matter where they are. It was such a great summer for that. Just people everywhere listening. Uh, a trucker Yitz is listening right now in Monroe Township. Thank you. A lot of different places tuned in on a constant basis. Not everybody even tells us about it, obviously, but uh, we love when you do. Uh, there is a great programming on our stream all day long at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, it's Charlie Harari, of course, with a great edition of the boardroom featuring Rabbi Ali Melech Goldberg, you may recall, Kids Kicking Cancer, his organization. Michael Davis, CEO of the Plymouth Group, also included in the show. A brand new episode of Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs, her season four premiere. She'll be joined by two very special co-hosts, daughters Meira and Adina. They interview two special guests, Yocheven Nadel, the author of the world's first modest fashion design book for girls, and Freda Rothschild, a woman born and bred Chabad, who's completing her Ph.D. in physics. Wow. 10.30 this morning, Miriam L. Wallach with another great edition of That's Life. Uh, it's her debut. Uh, no, that's not true. She debuted last week, actually. Uh, but uh, Israeli female soccer star and TV commentator Oshrat Aini is going to be her guest. She'll talk about representing her country, representing women, and the future of women's sports in Israel and internationally. And the sports rabbi himself. Rabbi Josh Halakman is going to join Miriam as well with continued insight into the world of Israeli sports and what the high holiday message is that we could learn from Israeli sports. And after our live lunch, Leora Zamek is presenting a stunt show today that I don't even know if we should call it a stunt show. It is uh, it is such a spiritual show today. It, uh, I don't think stunt is a uh, worthy enough name. But anyway, during that hour, actually today it's going to be more like 90 minutes, Leora will help us get into the Rosh Hashanah mood. Uh, with different divrei Torah from people all around the world, um, uh, on on this pre Rosh Hashanah stun show. So that's happening at one o'clock today on our stream, jmnam.org, the NSN app. Make sure to be tuned in Thursday morning. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at ninety one point nine, and the FM dial broadcasting live. From the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmandtheam.org.
Shlomo Mize, I believe that's how it's spelled, or I should say how it's pronounced, M-E-Y-E-S. Brand new selection, Baruch Hashem, off a CD entitled Basko. Even though it's Baruch Hashem, we still put it in the playlist as Baruch Hashem, with an A. <laughs> Six minutes after 8 o'clock, it's JMNAM Thursday. By the way, Matt, it's amazing how much of our programming continues to attract people from around the world 24 hours a day, and I'm so thankful for it. And Matt, this on JM Sunday, this coming Sunday, as announced... 
that Rabbi Elchanan Schaff is going to join him. He wrote a book called Lord Get Me High, Making the Most of the High Holiday Season. book focuses on themes of Ledavid, Psalm number 27. It's a great pre-Rosh Hashanah discussion. Matis has Rabbi Elchanan Schaff this coming Sunday morning. And in general, as much as Matis has... Uh, just to turn JM Sunday into its own incredible element this season, he has announced that he will be doing a lot of great interviews with many interesting guests, even more than last season. So you'll uh, pay careful attention for that, and it all starts with Rabbi Schaff this coming Sunday with that brand new book. Well, every year we get an opportunity at this time of year to hear from some of our favorite people with Rosh Hashanah greetings, and we love putting people on the air who keep things in perspective when it comes to the brand new year, and even though some people might argue with this, it's been a long time. I know some people from the other teams are going to argue with me on this. It's been a long time since we've heard from the legendary Chaim Lobo Silver. That's right. Lobo is with us live via telephone from his worldwide headquarters, which we still don't know where it's located, but it seems to be somewhere on this globe. And he is with us for Rosh Hashanah greetings and a little bit of a discussion here at JM and the AM. Lobo, welcome back to JM and the AM. Uh, I, again, I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you from my uh, worldwide uh, headquarters. Again, secret location unknown to anybody except me. But, uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on the radio today, Erev Rosh Hashanah, basically, and to talk to all the, probably by this point, trillions of radio listeners. Well, I thank you. By the way, I'm warning you. It is really almost yeah. Erev Rosh Hashanah. I'm warning you. you got to be nice to all the teams this time of year. You gotta be nice to everybody. You can't. We were, we were nice to all the teams during the summer. Because, were you? Uh, after we won the game, we just said to the nice game, you know, pleasure to meet you folks. Have a good year. Uh, we'll see you again next year, Bezrat Hashem. How much nicer can we be than that? It does sound pretty nice, actually. Uh, <laughs> did, did you lose? Did, listen, make my Thursday, Lobo. Make, yeah. make my Thursday. Okay, I'll did, do my best to did, make your Thursday did, every day of the week if I can for you. Did enough. you, Go did ahead. you, what can I do for you? did you lose any games this summer? Uh, the, the short answer is no, and the long answer is no. So uh, I thought you were, I thought you, days, we I thought you were going to make my again. Thursday. We lost the game in over two years. Now. I thought you were going to make my Thursday. <laughs> but I made my Thursday. You see, Nachum, this is this is today is my Thursday. You're we'll make your Thursday a different time. You're undefeated two seasons in a row. Undefeated two seasons in a row. Yes. Was there like yes. an official championship this year? Like, how did it work at the what? end? They just hand you the trophy. How did it work? We have my trophy ready. I, I received my trophy from my nephew, Yehuda Silber, who happens to be the commissioner. Again, that helps, huh? There's nothing going on there. I must say it's, it's all above board. You know, of it's course. like, uh, no, no problem there. And we received the trophy. We actually didn't even have to have a championship game because at the end of the season, we were six and zero, and the next team behind us was four and two. Wow. And we actually beat them the last week of the season. That was sort of the championship game. Imagine. Very good team. The Moonrakers. Really a terrific team. It was a great game. And I, and I really want to thank all the teams we played this year for being such uh, good opponents. By the way, but yeah. it, but all kidding aside, you had, I, I remember there were some one-run games. You had some close ones. You had, you the, couple, you had a couple was, of scares. The first game of the season, we actually won 4-3 in 11 innings. It just shows you, Nachum. Oh. Sometimes life can change just on a dime. That's actually yeah. part of the muster of this time of year. 4-3, we were tied up 3-3. We had the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. We were up. Our best hitter was up with the bases loaded, one out. A ground ball back to the pitcher. Force play at the plate. We didn't score. I saw the whole season disintegrate. I saw my whole Lobo 40-year career disintegrating because of that one at bat. But in the 11th inning, we came through and won 4-3, and from there it was up, up, and away. Hey, I just got a comment on uh, yeah. on our app. Um, a gentleman who I assume you know, I think it's a gentleman named Scharf. 
He says, driving with bad service on the radio, so I'm listening on my phone so I don't miss Lobo. And then he says, go nine pack. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that, 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 that Scharf, by the way, there's a very, very wonderful Scharf family out there. We had a very wonderful people named Scharf. I know most of them. One of them is Yussi Scharf, who yeah. happens to be the, the owner, general manager, and the coordinator of the nine pack team, ah. which was another team we had in our Bungalow colony that also won their division. Interesting. And all season I was getting a lot of, you know, tripping from them about how much uh, they were better than us, et cetera, et cetera. Well, at the end of the season, we were 6-0 in our division. They were 6-0 in their division. And I must give them a lot of credit. I have to tell you, it was a, it was a pleasure to be part of the Bungalow County this year, having really two great teams, two great uh, managers. Uh, but Yossi did not say one thing, by the way. The reason why he was so successful is his special, special helper is Tommy Adler, the legendary shortstop. <laughs> West, you all know, it was the finest shortstop in the history of the OBBL. No, no, no. Actually... Wait, wait a second. You've told us he's the finest shortstop in the history of baseball. That was, that's Steve Adelsberg's tie to us, that you, that, that you never heard of Phil Rizzuto. That's the problem. Well, yeah, Phil Rizzuto never heard of Tommy Adler, so it sort of makes it even, by the way, okay? But Tommy Adler actually was their general manager and sort of their coach, and we infiltrated, we infiltrated the nine pack, and uh, because of I would say because of Tommy's involvement, they went they were six and zero. But I must tell you though, you know the nine pack won their division, they won their division, their league, and they're going to have a big victory celebration, I believe. Also, I'm not sure what Sharp is going to have it. He's he's thinking of either the Dunkin' Donuts on Rockaway Turnpike. Or the or the or the party room at Amnon's Pizza in Borough Park. We're not really sure. Where he's I, th- it. I thought all the celebrations happened in the Legends section at Yankee Stadium. Ah, I'm glad you asked me that. Because yeah. That's I'm talking about the nine pack celebration. Ah, gotcha. The Lobo celebration occurred this week Tuesday night. They won or lost? Legends, I mean, they, they won, Legends, right? Legends at Yankee Stadium, my friend. They won, right? Who the Yankees. Yankees? That night they lost. No, they won the middle game. They won the, they won the, they, no, no, they, they won they the won, game we went right, to. They won the but it was not game. a loss. It was a victory for us because we had Kanina Her, all of us were there, the whole team. It was the biggest knockers I ever had, seeing all these testosterone-laden people on my team <laughs> running around the legends, going back and forth to the to the smorgasbord area. Yeah, the know, truth just, is that uh, the game didn't matter. All they probably did was stay at the smorgasbord the entire time. Are you kidding? Most of them sat inside watching the game on TV while they were loading up on, uh, you know, on, on meat and protein. So. I'll tell you. I love you it. You have to see one thing. Moish and Ari Brand. You know, Moish Brand is my, my, my third baseman. Moish right. Brand, can I know her? Let's just say that uh, he's not going to see 70 again. He'll see 120 from now on. Anyway, so Moish was there with Ari, and the two of them, literally, they had backpacks with them. They were loading up, not on the, on the meat and stuff, but the, all the little... Snickers bars and Mars bars and Turkish taffy. They they had to call for bellhop when they at, left the stadium. And of course you're saying, backpack. and of course you're saying this in the most complimentary manner possible. Of course, Moish and Ari, they're two of my favorite people in the world, along with the rest of my team, C. Wild, Matty Hoffman, all the, all the wonderful guys in the Lobos. And, but really, it was a wonderful celebration. We we dove Marv during the seventh inning stretch. It was uh, you have to see, see Marv. Seventh inning stretch. You know, if you think about it, Marv takes a little bit longer than the seventh inning stretch. So you have guys with one eye on the TV looking what's <laughs> happening for the Yankees in the bottom of the seventh while somebody is saying, oh, I cannot look. believe that this time of year. Not a chance. I don't believe a but word of I, it. I don't know who did it. I'm, I'm not saying they did it for sure, but I saw guys sort of turning over their shoulder, you know. <laughs> but seriously, it was a great, great event we had. It was a, a great celebration. We had a lot of fun. And as I told all the guys, you know, we all had uh, the opportunity. Sixteen from people in Legends, Yankee Stadium. Most of the guys were wearing the yarmulkes, not even baseball caps. And the, I was so proud of them because if you think about it, they were asking for balls from the visiting team and they were getting batting gloves from, you know, J.J. Hardy of the Orioles. It was 
but with such Derek Harris, I was so proud, really, to be to be part of the. the well, make sure make sure you're at my big celebration next season, because the moment you lose a game, I'm throwing a big celebration at Legends. So <laughs> yeah, make sure you're there. <laughs> you may have to wait a while for that, but I'm not going to say anything. We'll, we take one game at a time. And I'm then, and then, win. I'm at, thankful for every loss. And then to thankful add, to be out on the field. And then to add insult to injury, I'm going to ask you to fund it. <laughs> I'm going to send you the bill after I have the big celebration. <laughs> you call it, you call it the Lobo Nachum celebration, and I'll take care of it. It's about funding it. You have to see what we did this year. Yeah. You know, we, we have a game every Sunday in the Bungalow County, pretty much. Either right. we play or a different team plays. And the last couple of years, I got into the habit, the Klein's ice cream truck guy shows up. Yeah. You have to see this, Nachum. At about a quarter to 11, the third inning, the Klein's ice cream truck guy comes playing music, blaring his, you know, uh, his, his ice cream music. About 300 kids line up for ice cream you oh. know, during the game. Oh. It's such a knockers because these kids love it. You know what I mean? And all I say to when they come over and say thank you, all I say no thanks necessary. Just make a bracha. You're not serious. You mean ice cream for other kids? You know? You mean you you funded the whole ice cream visit? I funded the whole I funded the whole ice cream business. I funded the whole Klein's ice cream truck. In fact, the last day of the season, there were so many ice creams. The guy, what he, what he, what he said, we spent. I think he, at the end of the game, he, him and his truck went to Bermuda together. That was it. He closed up shop for the rest of the summer after he was finished with us. Lobo, but, uh, you <laughs> never stop stunning us with this stuff. It is. But my point, I want to make a point about this. The fact of the matter is, all kidding aside, when you think about it, these kids, and I'm serious, all the little kids in the Bungalow County, all the kids from the other teams who were there with their parents, they all lined up for ice cream. The teams lined up for ice cream. The workers in the Bungalow County came over for ice cream. And the point is, years from now, those kids are going to be saying 20, 30, 40 years from now when they're adults, you know what? We had a great time. We were kids. We, we we played sports. We had a great time. Somebody we don't remember his name anymore bought us ice cream, and it was such a bracha. All he asked us to do was make a bracha. And really, those are kind of things in life that just if you think about. It, I'm smiling talking about it. It was the greatest, greatest kind of thing you could do for for kids and others. The other teams were were happy with us because. Me, we're buying ice cream for us too. I said, of course, it's the least we could do after we beat you. But uh, all right, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't pass up an opportunity to rub it in their face. Well, listen, you know, I got to tell somebody's you, got, somebody's got to win. Nachum. I want to tell you, you know how this touches my heart, and I, yeah. I, I didn't know about this, but you know what's interesting about you, and I think we need to emphasize this lesson. It's one I've spoken about in different forum uh, many times. I don't think here though, um, you'll never, ever, ever discuss the big stuff with us ever but when it comes to the little stuff you take such amazing pride and everybody out there has to realize that if they find somebody on an Arab shabbos who needs twenty dollars to make shabbos it, it, it can make their entire week and for a lot of people Adam, you you are saying absolutely correct let me tell you a story and, you'll, and what, you, what you're saying is actually something i want to just allude to a little bit Many, many years ago, I was driving with my son, Donnie, who Kanina heard today is in his 40s, and there was somebody at the side of the road who needed uh, a boost. In those days, that was a big thing, right. people giving boost. No Chavirim no no around, no AAA and all that. Yeah, but whatever it is, and the yeah. cars are different. But everybody, you know, had needed cables. In those right. days, in order to give a boost, you had to have cables. Right. I used to keep cables in my trunk. And one day I was driving and I, with my son Donnie, and there was somebody at the side of the road. I don't remember whether he was Jewish or not Jewish. It really is not, not pertinent to the story. Right. And Donnie says, look at that. He was a teenager. There's somebody stuck. I said, Donnie, we're going to stop. We have cables in our trunk. How could we not stop for somebody to help him? You know, we had the 10 minutes. We stopped. We gave him a boost, you know, and we went on our way. And I'm sure, and Donnie remembers that story to this day, how we stopped with cables in our trunk. But the point really isn't about the cables. The point is we all have, in one way or another, cables in our trunk. 
You know, sometimes people think that you have to be a wealthy guy, you have yep. to be this, you have to yep. be somebody yep. to do something. No, no, yep. we all have those cables, whether it's, yep. whether it's the ability to drive somebody to a hospital, whether it's the ability to, to give $20 to the person you were talking about, whether it's the ability to, you know, to say a nice word to, to somebody you may meet on the subway, whatever it might be. We all have the ability to, to do and to help others in this world, and that's really what you're saying. And that's what I, right. I, I'm telling you, and I have to remind. I'm, I'm taking this opportunity to remind our community and all the people out there. No matter where you live, I promise you, there is a couple to whom twenty dollars on a Friday means life and death, mm-hmm. means a terrible Shabbos compared to an unbelievable Shabbos. Correct, and there are also people in the people you pass in the street to a good morning, how are you, sir, means a lot. Yeah. You know, you talk about Yankee Stadium. Uh, when I, when I, whenever I leave Yankee Stadium, there's had these people standing by the door saying, good night, come again. I thank every one of them for being there. I said, thank you for being here. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I'm wearing a yarmulke, sometimes I'm wearing a baseball cap, but it doesn't really make a difference. I'm happy when I'm wearing the yarmulke so I can do a Kiddush Hashem. But you have to see the smiles in these people. You think about who thanks somebody standing at the door at Yankee Stadium for being there. But when you do it and they smile, I guarantee you that one of them told their wife or husband that night, you know what, somebody actually thanked me for standing by the yeah. door for the, the, We're in New York, and someone actually said thank you in New York. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. And that's, that's part of the cables in the trunk, the ability to say thank you, the ability to smile, the ability to, to give a good word. The oh, the ice cream story got me. The ice cream story got me this morning. That, right. one, that one got me. There's always a hook. See, maybe you'll be nice to me the rest of the interview. Oh, yeah, I, I have a feeling I have no choice now. <laughs> <laughs> Lobo is with us. We're getting a Rosh Hashanah message, which he tends to do for us each and every year. And I, it sounds like this year's message is all about Chesed, Lobo. It's, it's about Chesed, and it's about really about Chesed for reasons. Besides being a Kiddush Hashem, it's also about Chesed. You know, as we, as we remember, I visited you when you when you were sitting shiva for right. your mom, and and you know what, Nachum. That's what it's all about. It's all about living our lives to bring nachas to to the Abishta, to bring nachas to our Jewish religion, and really to bring nachas to our parents, both when they're here and when they're not here. You know, I may have said it when I was with you that, you know, they always say, so we can have a long life. The type of the matter is that, that our long life that we're talking about is not necessarily a long life for us, even though that's the bracha. I, also, I believe very strongly that by giving cover to our parents and living the proper life, we're enabling them to have a long life and mm-hmm. continue to be in our life even after they're gone. You know, we've talked many times about your dad because of the kind of person he was. Now we're talking about your mom. That's the point. The point is they're still with us because we've been them in the right way. But it's being part of that cover, though, is the fact that we're also bringing cover to ourselves and, and to call Yisrael, you know, we, we, we have the opportunity. I, I may have said it to you when I saw you that night, and I've said it to a few people recently about life and about, about Swiss Ovos and, and the, what, the need that we have to, to create Swiss Ovos for future generations the way we were mazeldic to have Swiss Ovos from previous generations, from your parents, from my parents, our grandparents. I allude very often to the stars. I don't know whether I mentioned it to you that day, but I've said this to a number of people. You know, you look up in the sky and you, at night and you see the stars. You're seeing light that actually shined or shown before we were born. Actually, yeah. the stars that we're looking at probably don't even exist anymore. Right. And yet we're seeing the light from those stars. And one day it occurred to me, God has given us the insight to say and see what Swiss voice is all about. The light from those stars, those stars don't even exist. It's palpable. It's there. It's physical. We can see it. It lights up our day. It lights up our night. Those stars are what I consider to be Swiss voice that we have in our life. The light of our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents who aren't here anymore still bring us light the way those stars bring us light. 
And our job really is to create Swiss Arbeis for our future generations the way we were fortunate enough to have, you know, our parents and grandparents do it for us. You know, the, we talk about, I mentioned this last year about being Kim that we're not, we don't look like God. We have to act God-like. We have to show respect. We have to have compassion the way we want God to have compassion for us. And think about that. Avinu Shabashamayim. We call God Avinu, a father. Just like the father was a son, the father will never see a son doing wrong. And even when a son does wrong, a father forgives a son. That's how we have to be in our life, just the way God is to us. We have to forgive. We have to help. We have to have compassion. We have to treat people respectfully. We have to love people and everyone the way Hashem loves us, the way our parents loved us. And we have to use that as, as an example for this generation and for future generations. And that's one of the messages at this time of year, is to continue to bring the light into the world by having Yerushalayim, by having Derech Heretz, by being Mechabit God. You know, Avinu Makena, we always say, forgive us for our sins, right? We have to forgive others for things that they have done to us, take the high road. And, and you know, in sports, we talk about sports, wait till next year, yeah. right? The Dodgers in the old days. Yep. We're fortunate. We have next year here with us. Wait till next year. Next year is here. We have Rosh Hashanah coming up. We could all do better for next year than we may have done in the past if we just remember the lessons and the and really the brachas that we've all had, all of us being Jews in our lives because of who we are, what we are, and where we come from. Your words are always uh, meaningful in this in the current situation. Frankly, now that I no longer have parents, are even more meaningful. And I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy, sweet New Year. The the you know I, I'm going to say it again with you on the air. I said to myself, I'll wait till. You hang up, and I'll say it. I'm going to say it again while you're still there. You'll never speak publicly or privately, because I've challenged you privately to reveal some of the stuff that I found out about, and you will never, ever acknowledge anything of the big stuff. But the small stuff is what you take the greatest pride in, and everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. Right. And and, and therefore, Nachum, it's not small stuff. Right. It's not small. It's big. You know, you know, you know. Today is 26th Elul. You know, today is uh, the 26th day of Elul. You know what happened the 26th day of Elul? Tell me. It was the second day of 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 of, of the beginning of the world. God created the right. heavens right. today, right. 26th day of Elul. And you know, sometimes I think about the heavens. And you know, uh, I once asked somebody, I said, "Why do the heavens have to be trillions of light years out there, thousands of miles, and millions of miles, thousands of light years? It's incredible how far space goes." And God created that on the second day of today. Today, God created. And I never got a good answer until one day somebody pointed out that in one of the Tanakh, it might be Micha, God explains that his love for the Jews is as infinite as the heavens. So today on this, on the 26th day of El, the day that God created the heavens, I'd like to suggest to everybody that our love for all of Kral Yisrael be as infinite as God's love for us. Uh, it's a way that we can define infinity because it's, we, and there's no end to it. We should be zaycha to feel that way about everyone. And like you say, the little things, it's not really little things, Nachum. The little things define all the big things. And the big things will happen on their own if we do the little things because that will lead us to a path that will have the opportunity to do all those things. And one of the things I tell, I tell my teams all the time, and this is all, very seriously, I say, you know, I love to win. It's fun to win. It's not about winning and losing. It's about winning. I always make sure. <laughs> The fact of the matter is, and I tell them this, I said, I, I appreciate the fact that you guys are such good ball players. I have a lot of very wonderful young people who are great ball players, and that's really why we win. We have a really wonderful, strong. Yeah, you're a good recruiter, basically. I'm a good recruiter. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all fun. But they go to legends, so they want to play in our team. It's, exactly. It's all circle, you know, that's exactly we go to right. Next year, if we win again, yeah, sure. So exactly. You get the picture. 
But but the fact of the matter is, and I really mean this, I say to them, the, our ability to win and do it with their acheres and everything else also gives us all the ability to influence others in, in life in wonderful ways. People want to be around these young kids who win. You know, it was like in camp, the Cold War general was always popular. So somebody who's good in sports, somebody who plays the game correctly, has the opportunity to do a lot of other wonderful things in life, you know, because people relate to them. And so... It, 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 the point is, whether it's a sports, you're a winner, or you're a winner in Derek Herod's, or you're a winner in how you conduct your daily life, by doing that, by having people recognize it, and you more, more importantly, you recognize it yourself. Because I always tell people, the only, the only cover, the only respect you have to chase after is your own self-respect. <laughs> if you have self-respect, and you create an environment where you feel good about yourself, and you feel good about the person you are, you feel good about bringing nachos to your parents, you feel good about bringing nachos to call Yisrael, Think about it. You really can't do anything other than continue to be that person because you don't want to ever be less than who you are. Oh. So, so by doing that and by really taking the time, it's a win-win situation. You know, using those cables in your trunk, using the the ability to do all the little things, and thereby getting to do all the big things, makes you a person who will continue to do that and 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 hopefully create an environment where the little kids of today are making brachas on the ice cream and twenty thirty years from now when Mashiach gets here they'll be doing it uh, they'll be doing it for the people of their generation. Lobo, you uh, changed my day. In fact, I might, might uh, actually say you've changed my year. Uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for your friendship. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year, Simatova. And I'm sure we're giving a special good morning to the Rosenwasser family, right? Oh, of course. Thank you for reminding me, Maishi and Robbie and and the whole Mishpacha. God bless you. You're very special people. You're my, some of my best friends in the world, uh, Maishi and Robbie Rosenwasser, and they're really wonderful parents, Joel and Sandy. God bless you both. You should continue to do everything you do for your family and for Christ's role by the example that you're doing and how you're raising your family. God bless you. Everybody out there listening, you should have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 5776. Have, have your eye on the ball, as we say in sports, but keeping your eye on the ball means knowing what's important. Don't, don't dwell over, over nonsense. Just focus on what's important, what's right, what's, what's good. Bring nachas to call yourself, bring nachas to yourself, bring nachas to your parents, and ultimately we'll bring nachas and, and love to the whole world. Nachum, thank you so much. You do the best job of all doing that. Your show is an incredible beacon of light to so many people. And uh, God bless everyone. Amen. And we should be zaychut to a wonderful year of health and gesund. Only some chusim yetzashem. A good year, Ksivach Simatov. Yeah. Keep on being a big nachas to your parents the way you do it. Thank you so much for that. The one and only Chaim Silber, we know him as Lobo. We love his messages, and this time of year his messages are are the best. Thursday morning broadcast, this is JM in the AM.
Jam with Yitzchak Fuchs. Brand new. It's called Colode from the Miyad Nigalim CD. Thursday morning broadcast. JM in the AM. Tomorrow morning, Malcolm Honeline returns. Weekly update tomorrow here at JM the AM about 7.40 in the morning. Make sure to be tuned in around the world on jmtheam.org and the NSN app. Uh, Rabbi Ephraim Buchwald, who has been the leader of NJOP, the founder of NJOP, uh, National Jewish Outreach Program since 1987, is with us live via telephone. There is a high holiday beginner service that's going on in a, in a, in what seems to be a million places, but many, many, many places around this country. That's in addition to everything else going on at NJOP. Rabbi Ephraim Buchwald, an honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Great to be back. How did you know that I love Yitzchak Fuchs? Ah, all right. And, and you know where I first heard Yitzchak Fuchs? Do you uh, have any idea where I first heard Yitzchak Fuchs? I hope here. J.M. and the A.M. <laughs> you were playing a song, Hamavdil, and I'm crazy about it every Saturday night. I turn it on. I agree. But you have to. It's impossible to get this new album. You have to tell us where we can get his new album. Yeah, you know, I can't figure out what's going on between iTunes and CDs in the stores. A lot happening in this industry that just doesn't make sense when certain stuff comes. I will, I will try to investigate that, and I, <laughs> and I appreciate you giving me the assignment. It's something that was bothering me earlier this morning about a different, about another album. Yeah. So in, yeah. 19, in 1987, Rabbi Ephraim Buchwald founds NJOP. Was it around this time of year? So much, so many of these types of organizations, if there is a comparison between yours and others, which I'm not sure, he's so unique. Uh, you know, the beginning start, uh, you know, appropriately, Rosh Hashanah time. Did yours start Rosh Hashanah time? Um, we started a little bit before. We offered the crash course in Hebrew reading starting in January of, two, of 1988. Wow. That was our first program. But we opened our offices in 1987 in September. You know, I noticed, and I, I'm not going in any order here. We'll get to the Rosh Hashanah stuff. Don't worry. But this really fascinated me. You, you, you challenged people on Twitter can they learn to read Hebrew before the new year begins? And apparently, um, you know, hundreds went ahead and did it. Over 300 new prospective Hebrew readers took the first step, starting to watch the NJOP instructional video series, etc. Um, why? Who? Can, I mean, I know it was you, but but at, at what point did you have this epiphany that the road to observance, the road to feeling a part of the Jewish people? has to go through the avenue of learning how to read Hebrew. Well, you know, all these sophisticated people come into synagogue. They have no idea what's going on because everything is in Hebrew. And they feel inadequate, and they walk right out. Right. But when you have these, even members of synagogues who are non-Hebrew readers, and they gain the knowledge of Hebrew, they feel welcome. It's really an avenue for them to become more involved in Jewish life. Uh, it's not the same thing as a crash course in basic Judaism or crash course in Jewish history. That's just uh, peripheral knowledge right. where it goes in one ear, goes out the other. <laughs> but if they have to slave over, not really slave, it's very easy to learn Hebrew. If they learn Hebrew in these five lessons, and actually you can start reading Hebrew after the first lesson, uh, they really feel part of the Jewish community. And after the first lesson, you can actually start reading Hebrew. After two lessons, you can make a bracha. After three, you could... Uh, Sing the Manishtana or something like that. It's really an incredible key to welcoming people to Jewish life. Well, this is something you and I have discussed many times. You know, again, at some point you discovered how easy it is to learn Hebrew. You know, th those of us who you know took our time doing it and did it over a period of years never looked at it as a fast, easy process. You discovered it could be one. 
And this year we reached two major milestones. We yeah. welcomed our one millionth participant in Shabbat across America, wow. and we reached a quarter of a million people who've learned to read Hebrew. A quarter of a million people. 250,000 people have learned to read Hebrew, and we're eager to start with the next 250,000. And now that you again have made this discovery to social media, Twitter, you know, learning Hebrew and getting commitments to learn Hebrew and do other things through social media, God knows how many you'll touch in the next couple of years. Well, this begins the campaign of Read Hebrew America. Uh, Read Hebrew America is, is a, a full-year campaign, but it actually is emphasized during the high holidays, um, where they can call 1-800-44-HEBREW and sign up for a real live feature anywhere in, in America. Um, we have about, uh, we expect about 500 classes over America, teaching, uh, uh, who knows, three, four, five, six thousand people how to read Hebrew over the next month and a half. Through November. Unbelievable. Is the high, Rabbi Ephraim Buchwald's with us, the legend, uh, director, founder of NJOP. Is the, um, is the, um, is, is the beginner's service in the high holidays much different than the beginner's service on Sabbath and regular holidays? Well, I'm a big believer in small groups. So I believe if a beginner's service is more than 50 people, then you don't really have the personal connection. Usually beginner services or learning services or explanatory services over the high holidays involve a couple hundred people. Um, so you don't have the personal connection. Uh. You can't invite everybody to have <laughs> the service, you know, for Sabbath lunch. Right. Um, but it still is very, very impactful. And you have literally thousands of people. This year we've started a new program through the, uh, the great generosity of the Fryer family. Sylvia Fryer, memory of her beloved husband, late husband, Carl Fryer, right. are sponsoring 35 new beginner services. They're giving grants to 35 different new locations who have never offered a beginner service or an explanatory service in the high holidays. And uh, they also have underwritten three training videos for leaders um, who want to be beginner services. So this is a very big thing for us, to start 35 new beginner services in addition to the hundreds that are being run throughout the country. So one second. So when you when you do a beginner service now under the Friar Foundation in places like Grays Lake, Illinois, and Fort Collins, Colorado, and Toluca Lake, California, you need personnel to send out there. We train the personnel through these training videos. That's the beauty of it. Gosh. The beauty is that they can train their own local people um, we also have consultation meetings over the video, over the Internet, um, and we um, each year uh, we speak with people extensively uh, in our office about running these beginner services and training them. So it's really everything is done high-tech today. It's unbelievable. What about Sukkot? Are you again opening up Sukkot uh, yep, across America? Sukkot across America. Uh, we expect... Um, 80 new, 80 locations this year, which would mean about 5,000 people are gonna go into a sukkah, take a little of an etrog for the first, possibly for the first time in their lives and celebrate. And they're very, very creative events. Um, people, you know, have like, uh, you know, shake, have a, a little of shake, you know, sort of an ice cream shake. Right. Um, <laughs> with their little of, um, they have all sorts of creative ideas about how to entice people to come to the Sukkot and these locations are really, really, uh, exceptional. 
Yeah, in fact, there's someone here listed on some of the things I saw regarding Sukkot across America that there are some creative themes. You know, look, uh, you, you turn Friday night into Shabbos. You, you knew how you know how important that phrase was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. with sleep su- over in the sukkah, right? Pizza, pizza in the hut. Pizza in the hut. Take me out to the sukkah. <laughs> Take me out to the sukkah and sleep yeah. over in the sukkah. So there are a lot of great themes that people could use. May not be as brilliant as turn Friday night into Shabbos, but they're pretty good. Let me tell you. Right, right. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> And what? Then these are local synagogues that are coming up with these ideas. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So you're telling me, and this is such an important message, Raya Buchwald, because I guarantee you there's at least one person listening right now whose only connection to Judaism and its observance is this show. I guarantee you that there are people listening right now who've never walked into a synagogue. If they have, it has not been for the last God knows how many years. <laughs> and they are listening, well, and you are telling them right now, you're making the following statement to them. That if they contact you today, that by the time Sukkot arrives, they'll be able to read Hebrew, to participate in a service, they'll have a much more meaningful Rosh Hashanah, and they will simply be much more fulfilled as human beings and Jews because of this experience. Guaranteed owe them money back for everything that they paid for the courses and for the programs. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, really, JM and the AM is one of the great uh, outreach engagement programs in the world. And the influence that you've had on so many, so many people uh, really has brought a blessing to the Jewish community. I appreciate that. I hope in the next, I, I hope in the next year you and I reach a lot more. I want to wish you a very, very happy and healthy new year. Oh I want to extend my condolences to you on the loss of your beloved mother. Thank you. And uh, it should be a year of simcha and consolation for everybody. Amen. I remind everybody. Go to njop.org, njop.org, for any information about all the things we just discussed with Rabbi Buchwald and 1-844-HEBREW, 1-844-HEBREW. Rabbi Buchwald, Shana Tavah Mutuka, happy, healthy, and, and sweet new year. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much. Thursday morning broadcast, this is JM in the AM. Hamavdil ben Kodesh lechol Atotenu im hol, Sarenu vechaspenu yarbeka hol, Bechakuchavim balaila. Yom panna ketzel tomer, Ekhalel alai gomer, Amar shomer ata boker, Vegam laila. Sit katrake artavor, Alchata yavotavor. Kiyom et mol kiyavo Veashmua balayla Chalfa onat minchati Miten menuchati Yagati veachati Eschre bechol layla Thank you.
Yeah, we're going to stay with the Havdalah theme. I'm glad Rabbi Buchwald mentioned that song. It is a great song. Uh, Hamavdil Yitzchak Fuchs. We have a Havdalah selection that just was released by uh, Cantor Natanel Hirschdick, which I'm told, if I have the story correct, it's going to be part of the whole Shabbos Project uh, promotion uh, that's coming up all around the world. Shabbos Project, uh, which was so successful last year, is going to be happening again. Anyway, we'll do that for you in a minute here at JM in the AM. Uh, don't forget, we have incredible programming all through the day at jmtheam.org and on the NSN Network. Uh, coming up at 9 o'clock, Charlie Harari, a, 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 not brand new, next week will be brand new, but a, a boardroom a, a boardroom episode featuring Elimelech Goldberg of Kids Kicking Cancer and Michael Davis of the Plymouth Group. At 10 o'clock, brand new episode, brand new uh, season 4 premiere of uh, Jew in the City Speaks. Allison Josephs has uh, two special co-hosts, Meira Nadina, and they'll interview two special guests, Yocheved Nadel, author of the world's first modest fashion design book for girls, and Frida Rothschild, a woman born and bred Chabad who's completing her Ph.D. in physics. 
Uh, brand new episode of That's Life. Miriam L. Wallach has, uh, this is right up my alley. Israeli female soccer star and TV commentator Oshrat Aini will join the program. She'll talk about representing her country, representing women, the future of women's sports, both in Israel and internationally. And then the sports rabbi himself, Josh Halleckman, is going to join the conversation with his insight into the world of Israeli sports and his high holiday message. And speaking of high holidays, right after the live lunch, Leora Zamek with the stunt show today. It's all about Divrei Torah from people around the world on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Should be a very inspiring 90 minutes starting at 1 p.m. today on our stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. By the way, earlier today I received, as probably did a million other people, the um, communique from the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, who, because he's now in his third term and what he announced would be his final term, is starting to talk about transition after 13 years at Yeshiva University. So I just wanted to... uh, acknowledge the incredible leadership of the last 13 years and publicly reassure the president of Yeshiva University that we will continue to um, be major fans of his, that's number one, and uh, even more major fans of the university, and that we uh, wish everybody uh, well as this uh, transition, no matter when it's going to be, sooner or later, whenever, uh, takes place. And uh, it should be with great mazel. It's an institution that, in my opinion, is one of the key institutions in Jewish life in the 21st century, just like it was a key institution in Jewish life in the 20th century. So that's our, my message this morning, and I thank you. Netan El Hershtik, the great cantor, with a, a song entitled Havdalah, brand new, and it's JM in the AM. <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, there it is. It's brand new from the Tanel Hirschdick, the uh, wonderful cantor himself, who I'm told is going to join us. I hope he will be able to join us for a minute here before we wrap up JMNAM on this Thursday. Uh, it's a song that apparently is going to be part of the uh, the big push for yet another amazing Shabbos project that was so successful last year. And... Um, And uh, he and I'm sure many, many other cantors are busily preparing for this coming Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday, as the big holiday of Rosh Hashanah arrives. Uh, we are off the air Monday and Tuesday for obvious reasons. There'll be other programming in our time slot. And uh, Wednesday, we'll return here to JM and the AM. Don't forget, tomorrow, Malcolm Honline will join us. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline will be with us uh, for the first time in uh, two weeks. Weekly update takes place starting at um, 7.40 in the morning, and you can hear it, of course, around the world on jmnam.org or on the NSN app, and we certainly hope you will. By the way, I want to remind you that our good friend Avi Weiss uh, continues to serve as the sukkah shadchan. If you are giving away or throwing out a sukkah, they have, the Weiss family has a long list of families who need sukkahs and who need schach. And they have called themselves the Sukkah Shadchan for many years because they match up people who are either getting rid of or upgrading their Sukkah or whatever the case may be uh, with people who need it. So if you're in that category of having a Sukkah that you're getting rid of or replacing, call the Weiss family. It's 718-998-6596. Again, that's 718-998-6596. And we thank you for that. Also, I want to wish a mazel tov to Chani and Eli Gerstner. Chani and Eli Gerstner tonight are celebrating the uh, bar mitzvah of Yaakov. Mazel tov to uh, Chani and Eli and the entire Gerstner family from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, so we wish them well on that wonderful simcha from all of us here at JM in the AM. I thought Cantor Natanel Hirschig was going to join us. I guess that's not happening. I apologize for that, but again, we'll have a chance hopefully to speak with him. Uh, at some point before the Shabbos project about his uh, his brand new selection and uh, some of the things that are going on out there in the world of Chazanus. Again, a lot of uh, a lot of Chazanim are getting ready for a um, for a very very big yuntif starting on Sunday night. The brand new year five seven seven six. Reminder: amazing programming on our stream all day long here at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Make sure to be tuned in. Charlie Harari, he'll be um, uh, speaking to everybody from a forum called The Boardroom between 9 and 10 this morning right after JM in the AM. His brand new season will begin next week. Um, Allison Josephs, another great uh, season premiere for her. That happens at 10 o'clock this morning with Jew in the City Speaks. Miriam Alwala continues after an amazing uh, start last week to the brand new season with That's Life with the conversation we spoke about with the Israeli women's soccer legend. Uh, she'll be doing that coming up starting at 10.30. I'll be doing the live lunch. And then on uh, at 1 o'clock today, Leora Zamek, God bless her, is going to be presenting a 90-minute special of Divrei Torah for the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. Divrei Torah for the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, which is pretty cool. That'll be an inspiring 90 minutes, I guarantee you, so make sure you are tuned in. Achein of Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmdm.org.
Wraps up a great Thursday here at JM and the AM. Again, stay with us all day long at jmtheam.org. Again, make sure to be tuned in tomorrow morning. Malcolm Holmline will return starting at about 7.40 tomorrow morning with a weekly update, and we'll go through all that. There's a lot to discuss, of course, and we'll do that tomorrow starting at 7.40. You can catch all the action on the NSN app. Don't forget. And um, we will speak to you then starting at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Have a wonderful Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.